Ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations, welcome to Not Just a Phase. So today on the show, we got Boston's hardcore act, Certe. again during 2018 and playing their last live performance in Boston. Certe plays some very powerful heavy music, met with meaningful lyrics, being spoken, yelled, and often full-on screamed at you to deliver their message. The band recently released their entire discography on vinyl with Kirk Records during 2020. It's now 2021 and we are blessed to have the vocalist Becca and the drummer Patrick on the show today to answer a lot of questions I have surrounding the discography release and the band's history. So guys, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I always like to start off the show by asking how you started off. So can you guys recall your first introduction to punk rock or any heavier genre of music that was outside of the mainstream norm? Well, as, as a band, we started um, our freshman year of college. So I was 17 when I met Patrick. Um, and then we were 18. I was 18 when the band started. I think we were all like 18 and 19. Um, when it comes to like my introduction to punk or hardcore, I don't <laughs> really remember. Um, I grew up on Long Island, so I went to a lot of local shows and a lot of bands were kind of like influenced by Glassjaw. <laughs> nice. So I basically went to like a lot of like Glassjaw knockoff shows. That was right. kind of like my upbringing. But I can't, I can't really recall like the first show I went to or like m the first time I heard hardcore. Right. I know that's a bad answer, but it's the truth. <laughs> hey, it's a truthful answer. It's a good answer. Yeah. Can you recall your yeah. first introduction there, Patrick? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, it all depends on like what you mean by like not mainstream, but I was listening to like, I guess, like, like I was listening to heavy metal in like third, fourth grade. And that's also when I picked up my instrument. And I realized I couldn't play all of that music on my instrument. I wasn't good enough. So I got into punk because punk was easier to play. And that was about like seventh or eighth grade. And then by like eighth grade into freshman year, it was like only listening to punk rock. Um, and then like getting into jazz at 16. And then I feel like after about like 16 or so, that was like experimental music kind of knocked the door open. And I didn't really understand it back then, but that's when I was hearing it. So that's when I was hearing a lot of music that, was, I guess, not so mainstream or, um, I guess, against the grain, shall we say. Um, but yeah, about 18 years old was when everybody in Certe met. And we were, we were already like fully opinionated, formed, like musical beings. So we, we already had our things that we liked. And then we just kind of uh, 
boosted them up together and then also started listening to stuff together, which is cool. Right on. So yeah. uh, what's the origin of your guys' band name? Is it just like a different way of spelling Cersei, like the, the goddess in Greek mythology, or is there something else behind that? It's a misspelling of a Polish word. Oh, what's the Polish word? Yeah, does Becca want to go into it? Uh, I don't I don't know who picked it, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Sertse. The yeah, Polish yeah. word. I'm not Polish, so sorry. Um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that word starts with an, the letter S, and then we changed it to a C, something like that. Okay. It just means heart in Polish. Yeah. It can mean heart, like your actual literal heart, or it can mean like honey, like honey um, or like love. You can use it that way in Polish too. But um, yeah, S-E-R-C-E. And then we just changed it because it actually, it looks a little bit better, like with a bunch of C's like all in a row. So Very nice. Yeah. So guys, what's it like to have the fucking cutest logo in hardcore? What inspired this baby doll design and who do we credit for it? I think... I think Zach Weeks found like he's our bassist, our bassist Zach Weeks. I think he found like a vintage postcard or something and used that to make our logo. Um, but I couldn't tell you where he found it or what store <laughs> or anything. Yeah, it does have that retro vibe with the done up <laughs> bandana on it. Very, yeah. very classic. So you guys were active from 2011 to 2013. Uh, then again during 2018, uh, for a little while there before playing your final show. So why the gaps in between, and why are you just now releasing the entire discography? So in 2018, sorry, Pat, did you want to answer this? No, I don't know. We were both like looking at each other. <laughs> we should go first, and then I, I just did it. Went. Which is, which is so perfect. That's literally how we start like each song. Like I just look at you, and I make that exact same face where I'm like, <laughs> 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 so it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Now you go first. Um, in 2018, the band Old Gray asked us to get back together to play reunion shows. And we just said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love Old Grey. That's a solid reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, we wanted to have fun, too. It was just mm -hmm. kind of like, it was like right place, right time. Uh, um, the reason for the gap, I mean, we took, I mean, we were just broken up. We were not a band. So um, yeah. a long gap. And uh, I would say, like, we weren't even really talking to one another. Uh, not for any bad reason. Um, but yeah, like I wasn't contacting Sus too much on the regular. Um, that's our guitarist. Um, I wasn't talking to Tim too much and like Zach and I were in different projects. So, um, yeah, it was just like a big long break from everything. Yeah. Felt pretty right. Um, people were asking like we wanted to, so, um, just came back together and now we're having fun doing it. So it's just like, keep it going, you know? Right on. So speaking of are you guys getting back together there. A Kirk Records is run by the two of you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, is it just the two of you? Yeah, it's us. Jesus. <laughs> so what's the inception behind that label um, of you guys creating it? And what's the plans for it? Um, definitely no plans. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have no plans. Um, yeah, we're just doing it for our music. Like, uh, yeah. it's, you know, we believe in our music. Um, we don't want to go through a record label. Um, record, I mean, it doesn't exist. Like, the music industry doesn't exist as a thing so if you want if you want music out you got to put it out yourself no um, 
it's just basically the way to continue proliferating say through culture and just do music yeah. do our music and only focus on ourselves and our music so so you guys yeah, are... I know for, for me it was like it was right around the time that we got our stimulus check <laughs> I was like, nice. I was like, yo, you want to start a record label? <laughs> so it kind of just made sense. Also, I was like, cool. The government just gave me money to do this. Yeah. So are you, you guys gonna keep it to just your own musical projects then? No idea. Not no sure idea. where that yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know. Yet. Okay. We are. I, I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> freestyling like you're gonna learn like we're, we're, we freestyle a lot of stuff um but uh it's yeah it's whatever happens man for right now i think certse is cool to just put our music through that um i don't personally feel responsible for putting out anybody else's music and i don't think anybody should like make me like a i don't know a curator of music or like a label owner guru per se so i just think like if people want to put out their own music they should put out their own music. We found our way of doing it and um, it'll work for right now, I think. Very cool. So yep. is there going to be new material coming from you guys? Definitely. How much yes. is written? Can you, can you uh, spell it? Is there EP, LP? Undisclosed amount. Undisclosed? Uh, <laughs> well, I would say, I'm just going to say a lot. Like from my perspective, I'm like, whoa, Mike, this is a lot of music. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot. We're working on a bunch. I, I guess we can like spill the beans on a little bit of stuff. We got like we got some country music that we're working on. Um, we got a cover that we're working on. Um, we got, yeah, just a load of new music. It's just it's coming out this year. Cowboy music. It's coming. Uh, through. <laughs> I was going to say uh, you mentioned country music. Is that what the cowboy music uh, gimmick is? All oh, about? That, I mean, that's different. We I mean, we record a song just because it's yeah, we you know, it's, it's our thing, but, um, uh, cowboy music is wholly different. That's just all the new, that's just all the new stuff. <laughs> so, so what the hell is cowboy music in your own words? Oh, you're uh, going to find out. <laughs> oh, we're going to find out. Okay. Okay. Everybody's going to find out like pretty soon. <laughs> all right. So I know you guys were around Boston, um, when you played your last show, are you guys, the band members are geographically in different areas though, right now, right? Five different just, members, five different states. Five different members, five different states? Yeah. Holy. So where are you guys all located then? I just moved to Connecticut, so I, I don't know my way around here. Oh, fun. But okay. that's where I am. Becca's new here. She's new. I'm, I'm new. <laughs> Patrick, you're in Connecticut as well? No. Oh, that would be sick. I wish. <laughs> where are you at? California. California? Area. Yeah. So when you guys were uh, centralized around Boston, where was your favorite place to play in Boston? Oh, I mean, when we were an active band, yeah. our favorite place was the Democracy Center in Cambridge. That was like our home. That was where we had shows. We had shows there the most often. So that was definitely like our home when we were an active band, but we haven't played there since 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I haven't even played, like, I've been back to Boston a few times. I haven't even been around the Democracy. No, yeah, I think I went there once, maybe, but I haven't even been around the Democracy Center in a really long time. Yeah. I don't live in the city, but, you know. Did you guys have a favorite band to play with that is from Boston? Or a favorite Boston band, I should say, whichever is better. Definitely I Kill Giants. They were, like, our closest friends. I mean, we went to school with them, so they were our our classmates and our best friends 
Oh, wow. Like, I was going to ask that because you guys covered two of their songs, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were definitely our best friends. And I know Dylan from the band lived literally across the street from me. So I would pop over there all the time. So we oh, were nice. we were very just like intertwined in each other's lives. Yeah. Very nice. Do you guys have a favorite show? Oops, sorry, Pat. Tim is still a band. They're the best band in Boston. Can you do that one again for me, Pat? If Trim is still a band, they're the best band in Boston, no matter what. Trim? I'm going to have to check that out. They're sick. So yeah, do you guys... On vocals and then Dana on drums. It's just a drum and vocals band. It's awesome. That is interesting. Yeah. So hopefully shows are coming back soon. Um, <laughs> while we wait, do you guys have a favorite show memory from when you were playing shows? Ajax, Canada. <laughs> are you saying that because this is a canadian podcast or <laughs> yes yes and because of the wildest like we went to a super bad like high school party like it was crazy in um, ajax yeah yeah it was basically <laughs> yeah it was crazy man like it was like pay to get in with like drugs like uh crazy <laughs> crashing like porsches through glass windows no it like wasn't actually that it wasn't like all Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but it was pretty close. It was like pretty close to like super bad Ferris Bueller's Day Off, <laughs> like crazy high school party and just people doing nut stuff. And uh, Becca like almost got in a fight with the guy or like, I, I don't know. No, I got, yeah, I, I did, I did cause a little bit of a scene and like, I have, I had literally have moments where I'm like, oh, I kind of regret that. And then I have moments where I'm like, I don't regret that at all. And I would fucking yeah. do it again. Yeah. <laughs> What was the beef? That guy's face that like people were kind of cri like criticizing us saying we were going after some guy, but he was like, he was making fun of Becca and I was, he I was, was like, he was heckling me. Yeah. So it's I, like, I perceived him. I perceived him to be heckling me. So then yeah. I yelled at him and then everyone was like, you just yelled at someone at a show. And that's why, yeah. that's why I go back and forth on that. Yeah. Also who the hell heckles people at a show? But I guess, like you said, this was more of like a high school party thing. I, I I think so. It was like young adults and like high schoolers. I think the person who lived in the house was a high schooler. It was, yeah, she was. Yeah, 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 she was. And uh, yeah, that house was just nuts. The, the, the whole night was nuts. People think we broke up because of that night. Like there's just <laughs> like crazy rumors and like people are still talking about that show. I still talk about that show because it's so funny. Like it's just wild. There's like African like artifacts in the house. There's like bubble windows, like submarine bubble windows. It was like a crazy mansion too. Wait, do you remember? Um, it was it was three bands on that tour. It was us, the world is, and dads. So it was like a pretty large group of people playing in this basement. <laughs> the girl comes to us and she's like, "Hey, you guys can stay the night here, but my parents, my dad doesn't know that you're here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the crazy part. The crazy <laughs> thing was the parents were like on vacation or whatever. And it was like, it was real like Ferris Bueller shit. Like, oh, the parents are home. And everybody's like, oh, everybody out. And then the parents are just yelling at this girl and we're having a pillow fight downstairs. And it was, yeah, it was so nuts. It was just. Out apparently of like in the middle of the night, Chris from the world is, I think, I think that's who it was. I think it was Chris like went to the kitchen to get water or something. And he like ran into her dad. Uh, <laughs> something, like, something along those lines. It was like it was just like it was just cartoonish, honestly. It was animal House. It was Animal House. Super yeah. bad, bad house. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, you you heard it here on not just a phase. Canada officially is the reason. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
Canada's Canada's wild. <laughs> well, if you guys, uh, since we're still trying to fantasize about shows being back and the scene being active again, if you could pick one band that isn't active to do a reunion show, who would it be and why? One band that is not? Is not. Not. Not currently active, but you'd die to see them do a reunion show. Oh, God. I know, right? I love this I question. I think anything. I hate reunion shows. Like, I don't... I, <laughs> like, we, uh, we did it, but it's not like a reunion. It's just like, all right, we're back. Like, deal with it. But, like, reunion shows where it's just like, all right, we're cashing in. Like, we're going to do this once and we're out. Like, I think that they should, like, leave that in the past. I, I will say one band. But I, I'm like almost fearful of saying it because I respect the singers so much and I already like them and I think it would tarnish the reputation. If Operation Ivy came back and did nice. shows, I would buy tickets in a heartbeat, but I would also be really embarrassed to go and I would be embarrassed that they're doing it. And it might, I don't know, but if they want to do it and if they went ahead and did it, I would probably be buying tickets in a second. Um, I don't think they should though. I think they should just... <laughs> that music is epic. Fair enough. And you, Becca? Yikes. And only one band, sorry. I don't know, because I've never seen, I've never really seen a band come back and be as good as they used to be. Yeah, no way. No way are they ever. No, yeah. like, the bands that are broken up, they should probably stay broken up. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. the guys that just came back. Better, we were just, <laughs> like, we were just more relaxed on stage, and, like, I loved like a lot of the interaction that we were doing, but it's like, we were probably way more fiery when we were 18. Like there's no questions about it. Like I used to throw my drum set. Like I don't do that anymore. I can't do it anymore. So well, you're, you're sponsored though. Why aren't you throwing them around? They'll give you a new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wish. That'd be sick. Ludwig just gives me a whole new one. They were doing that for Trey Cool. Trey Cool used to keep so many Leedy drum sets that Leedy unendorsed him. Yeah, just, I heard that. They stopped giving him drum sets. <laughs> I wonder at what point they started cutting their losses. Like, holy shit, this guy's costing us way too much. Fuck it. Yeah, I think like, <laughs> the company that makes like 30 drum sets a year, and if he's breaking like five of them, that's like that's like 5% <laughs> of their drum sets like a year, you know, just gone. Like gone to Trey Cool. So yeah, I would say our goal for 2021 is to get any kind of sponsorship at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I love asking this question to bands that write heavy music. Because as we know, just because you write heavy stuff doesn't mean you're not into all types of music. So what's the softest or poppiest band you guys listen to? And you can't say I Kill Giants. <laughs> uh, we, I listen to way poppier stuff than them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. me too. Way softer too? Way softer. Let's get it. What is it? What is it? Yeah, Becca, you want hit, to hit that one first? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to even say who's the poppiest because that's mostly what I listen to. I mostly listen to pop music. Okay. Um, I did release like solo pop music in 2016. I did an EP, so I released five pop songs then. Is there a um, link where we can find that one? Or they're great. Yeah, I they're on they're on Bandcamp. It's just literally my name. I couldn't even come up with like a stage name or anything. <laughs> couldn't be bothered. Okay. Um, yeah, my name is Becca Cadalzo. Right. Um, so I mostly listen to pop music. I, I'm such a dumbass. I've been writing more pop music, but I just haven't like recorded and released more pop songs. Uh, as far as what I listen to, I love Ariana Grande, love Katy Perry. 
love Demi Lovato. Like, there's a lot. I, like, I, I can name a lot. <laughs> okay. And, and you, Pat? You I teach, some... I mean, so keep this in mind. I teach, like, children music. So, right. uh, like, my Spotify, I don't, I don't use Spotify. Like, I listen to CDs. But what I use my Spotify for is to, like, teach children. So my Spotify, like, wrapped is just, like, Bruno Mars, like, Green Day, Led Zeppelin, uh, uh, Ariana, yeah, Ariana Grande is in there for sure. I was teaching this kid, like, a Meow Meow song. It's like a TikTok. I don't have TikTok either, but it's, like, this kid wanted to learn this Japanese song about, like, talking to your cat. And so the, and it's like, <laughs> like a kitty on the prowl, we say meow, 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 meow. It's like this cute little progressive and like P sharp. It's just like, a, it's like cute, it's a cute song. So I'm like listening to that stuff, but like I get the pleasure or whatever. Um, I mean, I listen to R&B, hip hop, um, <laughs> some pop music. Like this past week, I've been listening to the Carter Three only, um, nice. Ferrari Boys from 1017 Brick Squad. Um, I Love McConan came out with a record that was really good um, a few days ago. I really liked that one, My Parade. Um, so that's that's some cool pop stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I don't really listen to, I don't think either of us really listen to too much heavy music all the time. Like heavy music for me is such like mood music. I think I'm like genre challenged. So like when I have to sit here and say like, oh, like what like heavy bands do you listen to? Or like what pop music do you listen to? I'm like, uh, I'm like, it's, it's all music. Like I'm... I really struggle with the whole genre thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would say same. Um, I like keeping genres like pretty straight. Like there's, there's rock, there's hip hop, there's the blues, there's jazz. Like I like keeping the like the pillars kind of alive, and then yeah. all the genres can kind of. I'm kind of lost with all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Well, I'm super glad I asked, if anything, just to hear Patrick sing that Meow song. That was, that was fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, that, I mean, that song rips. I'm going to find out who it's by. I, just, you know, <laughs> I don't know why you're not doing more vocals in, in your yeah. projects, to be honest. That's that was right. great. Yeah, uh, did I sing on any? No, I'm on one Certe song. My voice is on one Certe song. Oh, really? Yeah, the, uh, something <laughs> about a broken heart, I think. Oh, I don't... Actually, the, it's like one of the first vocals you hear. Uh, when it like starts to break down a little bit, the first like male vocal you hear. Oh, remember that part? Do you remember that part, Becca? Do you remember that part? No, I. You could you could name any of our own songs right now, yeah. and I'm like, oh, sure. Like I don't really remember. Yeah, yeah, I was only on one, and it's not me singing pretty or anything. So. Well, do you guys have a favorite uh, hardcore or punk band at the moment? I know you said you listen to everything, but what's the heavy stuff that you're listening to this week, last week? What's getting played when you are, you said it's mood music, right? Which I completely agree. Yeah. So when you're, when you're in that mood, who are you putting on today? Who are you putting on? Tsunami style, baby. Um, no, there's a great band from uh, South Bay area, Tsunami. Um, they're doing great things in California. Um, they just did that split with Gulch, right? Is that the same yeah. band I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't like that release as much. Um, the Gulch stuff was really cool. Um, Gulch is amazing. They're cool. They're, they're a really neat band, man. Um, really neat. They're super fiery. Um, yeah, you want to talk about like fiery performances? Like, there you go. Oh, um, insane! Yeah. Um, uh, I've been listening to Pissgrave. Pissgrave is kind of completely different. That band from Philly. Um, they kind of remind me of Cryptopsy, and I'm like, I really, really like Cryptopsy. Um, so when I'm like really wanting to listen to like the, just like really low end, like I think they pitch shift the vocals too. So when I'm like trying to listen to that, like really heavy low end stuff, I'll put that on um 
it's it's weird. I really like that record. The first listen through, I thought it was like super pivotal. And then the more and more I listen to it, I'm like, I can only listen to this every now and again. Like it's just so dark. It's just really dark music. <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, it's good stuff. And you, Becca? Um, I definitely don't know any like current bands. I kind of. I don't want to say I had a falling out, but I feel like I, I feel like I popped back into like the hardcore scene for a second and I was like, Oh, I'm out. And I left. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't have to be current, but yeah, if I was like to put on like heavier music, I'm so, I'm so bad at genres. Um, (laughs) I would probably, I like, I just love like classic, like, um, the Runaways, like I love, like just old school Joan Jet. I like, yeah. I'm, um, fuck. What else? I would. I I love. This is like my guilty pleasure. I'm really embarrassed about this. I love the Pretty Reckless, but I don't want anyone to know that. <laughs> I'm not gonna edit it out. I'm gonna leave that in there now. Just just because okay. you said that, <laughs> it is known now. Sorry. <laughs> I think we. Hey, didn't you see that logo? I think we were on the a poster with the Pretty Reckless. That isn't that that Loudwire thing that I shared. Or maybe I deleted, I might have deleted their name on accident to put our name. <laughs> it's either that or we're on the poster with the Pretty Reckless. I can't remember. Really? Yeah, I, I made it though. I was trying to troll Loudwire. I, oh, <laughs> I, I love the Pretty Reckless. I don't have anything bad to say about them. I just I was... in. I should have left them in then. I don't even know what they sound like. And I deleted their name on accident. Oh. So, are they good? Can we go on tour with them? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are they like really big? Yeah, they're, they're too big for us. Okay, all right. I'm going to be honest, I've definitely never even heard of them. Laura, I think, has, though. Yeah, uh, Rob, uh, Jenny from Gossip Girl, she's the lead singer. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were telling me that. Okay, right on. You have mentioned this band to me before. Okay. There's actors in the band. We definitely can't play with them. Too- <laughs> no, way too, way too bougie. <laughs>
fascination with your smile. Whatever you do, I do. Meow, meow, meow. One, two, three. Da, 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 da. And now we're in. I, wait, I need to say that even though I haven't seen Patrick in a very, very long time, you've, you've already sang this song to me like just by sending like little voice memos and stuff. <laughs> I say I practice singing to my cat. I told uh, I told my student they can do that and they're they're like oh, oh, I can sing to my cat and I was like, Yeah dude, I do it all the time. Like it's it's cool. Your cat will actually like it. Oh, I bet those parents love you. Their kids yeah. running around oh, yeah. singing to their cats all day. Like, yeah, the teacher said I could do it. They're like, goddamn Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> No, they're good. They they like me. They like me. I'm I'm teaching this kid to project too, so he's he's good. He's getting the right stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Um, all right. Where was I? Now that Laura has exposed me for loving Gossip Girl all over my podcast, thank oh. you. Oh. <sighs> Trying to keep my reputation up here, okay? I interview hardcore bands, damn it. Come I'm, on. I'm definitely not trying to keep my reputation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no shame. I don't give a shit. Uh, which kind of brings me to my next question. What is your guys' favorite part about being involved in a heavy music scene? Community. Community That's really scene. any music scene. Um, I, didn't, I wouldn't even uh, pin, pin it down to just heavy. Um, but that's what everybody is looking for. You go to church for community. You go to your community center for commuting, community. You go to your, I don't know, your after school thing for community. You go to the punk rock concert, community. Like that's what you're looking for. Um, and that's usually what I'm trying to do. Um, I, I book shows a little bit myself. I don't, they're usually not punk rock shows, but um, uh, that's, that's what it's for. It's for community building and it's for getting people together. Um, music just exists kind of within a bubble or you're just practicing it. So if you, um, you know, you get it out to people, that's where like the real meaning of the music kind of unfurls. So I think it's important to get people together. So that's it. That's my answer. Just getting people together bodies it's a damn good answer well i had the same reaction of like when it comes to like you know specifically like heavy music i'm like oh nothing i have no answer for that <laughs> but um uh just me like you know a music scene in general i was gonna say like just like a place where people can express themselves like that's that's mm -hmm. what i personally get out of it um right. same yeah yeah just yeah it's like you go to a show to hear what people have to say. You play a show so that you can scream about whatever's on your mind. So I think it's just like a place to communicate. That's a really good answer. It's a really good answer. Um, speaking of which, you guys are very heavily opinionated. Um, you do have some political causes and some messages. I know you guys donate uh, through merch sales or ticket sales to a lot of different organizations, which is awesome. Um, so I have a question for you specifically, Becca. I have a new term that's kind of come to my eyes lately. I've seen online um, this new term being used to describe genres of music as female fronted or female fronted mm -hmm. hardcore. What are your thoughts on that term? Like as, as using it to describe entire bands just based on their vocalist? Well, so complicated because it's like one of those things where it's like, you're not wrong. Like we are a female fronted band. Like you're not incorrect. Um, it's not a genre, it's not a style of music, it's just like, it is what it is. Mm. And I guess for me, it's like, okay, well, like, why stop there? <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're gonna say female fronted, like, 
there's so many other like words that you could use um, to like identify me. So are we are we are we male produced, female fronted? Is that what you? Yeah. <laughs> Like, you're gonna narrow it down even more like yeah we're a male produced band like yeah okay. yeah that's like that's my attitude like if you're gonna start using those like identities to like label our band it's like keep going like keep coming up with like other ways to identify us um True. but yeah it's not it's not a genre it's like it doesn't it definitely doesn't offend me i don't want that to be the takeaway that i'm like hurt by that it's just like it it is what it is i we are a female fronted band but that's not like a a style of music that we make Fair enough. I think it's a, it's important as far as like composition goes to like make the distinction between like male voice, female voice. Like we have, you know, s different vocal ranges um, to, uh, you know, account for differences in people's voices. And I think that's important, but I don't think hardcore is really like a situation where you're going to be like, ah, well, the female vocalist in this part was like, or, you know, the soprano vocals in this hardcore. It's like nobody's like thinking of it like that. So I don't think it's important to make like the gender distinction in. Definitely not. Especially like, I get so worked up because like when like I don't like the word falsetto doesn't offend me either but when people use it only for male voices I'm like yo fuck off like 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 women can sing like that too like it's just like things like that so like just in the terms like in vocal terms like I hate when people like I remember even being like a teenager and like someone uh one of my vocal teachers like only used the term falsetto for male voices I remember being like heated about that as like a 14 year old. So <laughs> I just don't like separating voice terms by gender. That'd be kind of lit if people were like a soprano fronted hardcore band. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of lit actually. I would love that. I sing, I sing alto in choir. Oh, yeah, alto. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like flexible. Like I guess yeah. I could sing a soprano stuff. But, I don't know like, why I, I guess soprano first, but yeah. Yeah, that would be funny though. I was I was too like I was too moody to be a soprano. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have to be an alto. This stuff's gonna come out great on Kirk Records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> twenty twenty one big plans. They don't know what's going on yet, but they've got some crazy ideas. <laughs> yeah. So what does feminism mean to you then? Yikes. Can I give a definition that you told me like years ago that I oh, love? Oh sure. I actually hated it. I hated it when you told it to me because I was just looking, I was like, oh, well, that's not what actual feminism is. Becca doesn't know what she's talking about. But you, you one time you told me feminism is letting women and girls do whatever they want. And I thought that was like, that was an awesome answer. That could be women, girls, femme, leaning people. Anyone, yeah. Anybody. But it's really just letting people do whatever they want um, to uh, a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I thought I thought that was a really awesome example, and that's a, re or a and it's a really empowering definition. So just letting women do whatever they want, <laughs> I like that. Do you remember giving that answer? Um, that that definitely sounds like something I said. Like like you saying it now, I'm like, oh, I'm sure I said that. I think we were just like debating, or like we we're just you know going off. We we're freestyling on feminism, and I think it just came up like that. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that was also, like, my perspective of, like, yo, I'm just trying to live. Like, just let me, like, do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, I guess to, like, add to that, it's also, like, making sure that everyone has, like, well, trying to create uh, settings where people can have the same experiences, the same sort of, like, level of support. Because, like, I definitely look back um, on the times that, like, 
you know, the t when we were active as a band. And like, we were surrounded by people who were like, yeah, I'm like, I'm a feminist. and like, yeah, I like support women. But they did, they, they treated me differently. Yeah. Like, they treated me differently. And I was like, but you're not fully getting it. Like, I want to be treated the same as my bandmates. And I, I, I still don't. I still don't get treated the same as my bandmates. Not even by her bandmates. No. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of true. I don't know. There's always going to be, like, that unfortunate difference. But um, it's, I don't know. It just depends on how you combat it or, like, move through it, make your way through it. But, um, yeah, that's a loaded – it's a loaded word. And there's, yeah. it's a lot to live up to in a sense. So it's hard to throw those definition words around. Like it's all, it's all different to everybody and everybody's answer is like kind of right. You know? Yeah. Cause I, I think people were like, I mean, when we were an active band, we, I feel like I faced like two types of sexism. It was like the blatant sexism where you're like, Oh, that's offensive. And then the, like the, the secret sexism where you're like, this person's being nice to me. But I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I don't have any personal experience in that. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a better example. Um, oh fuck! When we were when we were on tour, this is gonna sound like this is gonna sound like such a like a first world problem. Like this is gonna sound like such a like a people are gonna tell me that I don't have anything. I don't have like a platform to complain about this. But it's just like, I really respect, like, I really cherish my privacy. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I just really like my own privacy. And like, when we were touring, we as a band, like on like the Cersei Facebook page, for example, like we got no messages. We never, like people never contacted us as a band, but every night after tour, like after like a show, there would be like friend requests and like messages and I would have a shit ton of messages from people being like hey like I saw you at the show tonight and it's like that's so sweet I really appreciate it thank you but it would be really cool if you could message my bandmates as well or if you could just send it to the band page like the whole needing like personal attention for me is sexist and you don't want it from Becca. Let me tell you, you don't want it from Becca. <laughs> no, I don't. don't. Don't go banging down her door. I just tell her to send them all to me now. Send them all to me. It's true. And now, like, when I get a message, I just um, I just put Patrick's um, email address in it. Yeah. Is, is it because you're jealous, Pat? She's getting way more love and fan mail, or? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, That's it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. It's mainly, uh, it, it's, it's to weed them out if they, if they, if they get bored, because I'll punish them. I'll start, like, they'll be like, hey, I messaged Becca, and I'll be like, hey, man, I've been watching this new documentary. Like, I've been, yeah, I just, like, I'll just start talking to them about nothing, so. I'm sorry, but, did you want to talk about the band, or did you just want to talk with Becca? Because. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, I just I let them talk to me. I'll just, I'll tell them everything what's going on in my life usually. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I, mean, I, just, I want to clarify. People can talk to me. Like, I'm not I'm not like completely shut off from the world. Like, you can you can contact me if you have something to say to me specifically. But when it's like that generic, like, hey, like, how's it going? I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I can't answer this. I saw you at the show. Hi, uh... <laughs> smiley face. That's a classic. Nice. Hi, smiley face. Yeah. Lots, lots of game. Lots of game involved yeah. in that one. And I'm, 
beyond trigger happy when it comes to like blocking people it, it could literally just be like someone being like hey like you can always talk to me and I'm like block <laughs> like, I just I I block everyone right on. <laughs> I uh <laughs> that leads quite nicely into the rest of what Laura had um yeah so my questions definitely kind of feed in from what Rob was talking about before um the fact that you guys are kind of notoriously anti-discrimination uh, in all senses of the word and you've raised a lot of money for several charities that are supporting either like the black community, the LGBTQ plus community, uh, Planned Parenthood. Um, first of all, I think that's fucking awesome. It's rad, especially uh, in the days that we're living in right now. Um, how important is this ethos to you as a band and, and to you as an individuals? Uh, have you found there's been a shift in the scene regarding inclusivity and anti-hate, like maybe within the last five to 10 years? I know you said that uh, when you were active, you were still having maybe some trouble with people not treating you specifically, Becca, with yeah. the same way as your bandmates. I think uh, I think the ethos. I just want to say this before yeah. I let Becca. Yeah, no, no, of course. This ethos is totally tied in with the band. Um, I think as long as this band exists, we are going to be doing works for charity. I want to I want to dedicate um, or sorry uh, donate more of our time eventually. I think it would be beautiful to do like community work together. Like it, we all live in five different states, so that makes it kind of hard. But um, I think it would be cool to do stuff like that eventually. But I think as long as we exist as a band there's going to be some merch sales that are going to be going towards charities and organizations um some of the recorded music is going to be done for that so i think that's pretty much uh the whole movie it's it's tied in with certs pretty um importantly so yeah becca you can say whatever you need to say um definitely i think i i don't know if it comes from a place of anxiety or what but i i constantly feel this need that i'm like not doing enough, not helping enough, not donating enough, like whatever. So I definitely feel that we will continue to use this band forever as a platform like that. Um, yeah, I think for me, it kind of comes from a place of like, wow, I've never talked about this before. Um, I think it comes from a place of like, my parents are immigrants and um, they really like instilled it in me that like, you know, they came to this country and like gave me such a privileged life, which is true. Like I, I have a lot of privileges in this country. And um, I think that's where it comes from. Like this, like, it's always in the back of your mind of like, yo, my parents like came to this country. I gotta like make the most of it. And um, I, I really feel that need of like, oh, I gotta like help other people and I gotta donate and I gotta use my time and not just people like I love animals too so I feel like I also donate my time to help animals as well that's what I want to be doing I honestly want to be donating more of my time it's been hard with the coronavirus stuff you, like yeah. you're telling you not to go near people uh, yeah. so um that's that's been the difficult thing but that's that's also why I'm most excited for stuff to open back up because we'll be able to get back to music and then you can get back to like interacting with people which is going to be nice um yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Donating. Yeah. Just getting out, donating that time, donating your abilities. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, that was great, Becca. That was, that was great. That tied it up, tied it all up. You have a cause or organization that you think 
deserves a little more attention right now? Like where should people be if they have the means donating their time or, or money to right now? So many. <laughs> I would say I would say the quickest thing and the best thing is go to your immediate community and immediate surroundings. Like, is there somebody you can help? Not even an org as an organization. Can you help somebody in your family? Like immediately, can you help somebody um, less privileged than you? Like who you know immediately? Can you help? Um, like, yeah, if if there's you know a food uh, food pantry kind of in your neighborhood, work there. Mm -hmm. If there is an animal shelter in your neighborhood, work there. Um, yeah. I like supporting Sunnyvale Community Services because they feed the homeless around my community. So that's it's close by. I can literally walk there from my house. Um, I have other organizations that I've been donating to a lot this year, but they're kind of around the country. Um, but I used to live close to them. So just go like go to what are your immediate surroundings? How can you fix your immediate surroundings? I would yeah. say is the best thing. Yeah, that's great. And then some of the larger ones, I guess um, the Legal Defense Fund, um, I just donated. Um, an amount to them. Uh, uh, there's, you know, obviously a lot of unrest in a lot of parts of the country um, or a lot of parts of our country, I guess. Um, so, uh, you know, you can donate to some of the bigger organizations, but I would say start small. Small is better. Um, that's great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, I know that I, I personally like to, to look through our uh, local area and, and see what you can do to help your community because it kind of starts from there, right? Yes. Uh, you have to start from the, the bottom and then move your way up. Yeah. Um, so my next question is uh, for Becca, especially, uh, being a woman in a historically male dominated scene, personally, yeah. um, I found as a girl growing up listening to punk and hardcore music that I was met with a lot of gatekeeping um, for lack of a better term. Do you have any advice for young girls who are getting into the music scene, whether as a fan or as an actual musician? Well, I want to say my advice is like, just don't do it. But <laughs> that's not realistic. So my advice is, um, honestly, just like, don't, don't take yourself too seriously because it's, this sounds so stupid, but like, other people are not going to take you seriously. So like you have to like build thick skin and learn to like laugh at it and kind of go along with the joke in a way. Um, you know, like I remember reading shit like, oh, Becca's just in a hardcore band because she's trying to like make money or something. Like she's trying to like cash out, make money, some shit like that. And it's like, that's so wild because if I wanted to make money, this is not what I would be doing. So I just have to like learn to laugh but and be like, yeah, mm -hmm. I started, I started Circe from my dorm room because I'm trying to get rich. That's exactly it. You nailed it. That's why I started this podcast too. All about the Benjamins. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. That's why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I showed up, right? Yeah. We want to clarify that we got paid to be on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you guys will be the first band to ever be paid to come on my show, but checks in the mail, guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> Could you imagine if every time we got, like, an offer like this, we responded, how much? Yeah! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Fucking there rock stars. Let's go. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so the last thing uh, I wanted to ask for both of you um, on a more positive note, what are you looking forward to in the future of hardcore uh, for those who have always been part of or 
but are often underrepresented in the scene, like women, non-binary folk, and people of color. The floor is open. Just like, oh, go get it, go get it, I would say. I'm nervous, I'm nervous about this question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I really hope we just, I hope the future of the music scene is like a lot more just listening to each other and listening to each other's experiences. Um, got into a weird internet fight last year where someone was like, someone was like mad at us for something. I don't know, I don't remember what we did. But they were like, oh, like a bunch of like white kids, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you're not wrong. Like I'm like hella light skinned, but like I am Latina and I do find it like genuinely offensive when people, I don't mind being called a white Latina, but when people just call me white and like completely erase like my culture, my background, my upbringing, everything like that, it, it hurts. It does. I, I mean, I try to laugh at it, but like. It's just frustrating, I guess. Um, especially, like you mentioned, it's like a very male-dominated scene. So it was like one of those things, like being at a show and being like, okay, like I don't really see too many girls here, at least not when we first started. When we first started, I don't think I saw a girl at yeah. a show. And then, um, then you kind of add that sort of added element of like the women who are here are mostly white. So you just kind of feel like you don't fully, fully fit in. And not that that's necessarily a bad thing even, but it took a while for me to meet more people who I kind of had more in common with, who maybe had similar upbringings or things like that. I would say there's no rules uh, there's no rules in music. There's no rules who should be doing music. Just make uncompromising art. Just make like really powerful art. That's all you have to care about. Don't get so caught up in identity or other people or what other people are mm -hmm. doing. Just make uncompromising, unrelenting art and it will find people. It yeah. will find people. It will find ears. So just be, uh, the floor is open and just be unrelenting, I would say to anyone. Yeah. And then, and then even like on the other extreme is like, I've seen, um, I've seen like maybe like a person of color make music and then people will be like they don't make music about being a person of color and it's like bruh like <laughs> no, one said, no one said they had to Jesus Christ like, it's just like you just can't win where it's like you, you can't we just can't win yeah no <laughs> do you think that things will change eventually do you feel that in the wind <laughs> I'm not hopeful. I don't, it was funny. We got asked pretty recently, like, what's the situation regarding like political correctness and feminism or something like that. And I, it's like, I don't know, nothing's changed, bro. Like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be what it's going to be. People are people. We do the things. I don't know. We, we do what we kind of do. It's like, there's only so many answers, so many things you can get like a person to do. Um, so uh, we're just, we're going to keep acting like nasty. There's going to be nasty parts of humanity. Um, so yeah. you just kind of got to take it as they come and just do better. Just try to do better. Work on yourself, work on the people around you. And uh, that's, that's all there is to it. I think. Yeah. It's gonna, I don't think much is going to change ever, um, but uh, we can try. We can I'm try. Sure, I'm sure things will change on the surface. I'm like people are so much more accepting now, but like, they're still, they're still going to treat me differently than my bandmates. Like, like it's just going to go on. Mm.
Yeah. No, yeah. it's a good point. All you can do is try. And I think yeah. even though you're having trouble finding some advice to give to people, uh, I think what you're doing is perfect. Like just being unapologetically yourself Thank and you. uh, just standing up for what you believe in. And I think that's really important. And I think it affects a lot more, especially young people, young kids who are coming into the scene and maybe afraid. Uh, it's, I wish that there were bands like that when I was kind of getting into the scene and stuff. So I think that you guys probably do make a, more of an impact than you know. That means a lot. Thank you. That's legendary. Thanks. We're at the end here, guys. I'm going to roll off the red carpet for you. If you have any uh, causes, organizations, shout outs, anything you guys want to discuss for the upcoming future, anything at all. Can I shout out? I want to shout out some podcasts. I want to shout out. Oh, there's another Canadian podcast. 155 podcast. Big shout out to them for putting my music on, putting my art on. Big shout out to Remedy Radio podcast. Um, best podcast in the South Bay and guys putting it on for San Jose. That's awesome. Um, uh, shout out to not just a phase. Hey, we're here. Um, hey, yeah, yeah. thanks again. Um, I can't, I can't, I'll probably think of more shout outs. Shout out to our band. <laughs> not here. What about, what about all the cowboys out there? Shout out to them or? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to all the good cowboys. Shout out to all, you know, the cowboys that laid their lives down before us. Yeah, we got Tammy Wynette, we got to thank um, Johnny Cash, we got to thank um, Buck we have Owens. To clarify, we have to clarify that we always use cowboy as a gender neutral term. Yeah, Dolly Parton, <laughs> shout out to Dolly. Shout out to Dolly. So yeah, we got yeah all the cowboys past and present and future. They're all mm -hmm. here with us. That's good. <laughs> I'm done. I think I'm done with shout outs. If I keep going, I'll just, I'm riffing here. But, Wait, you, yeah. didn't, you can give a shout out to our favorite cowboy, Loretta. Loretta Lynn, how can I forget? <laughs> I got all the other classics, but yeah, we did miss Loretta Lynn. So yeah. shout out to Loretta. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. This, this one goes out to Loretta Lynn. The <laughs> <laughs> podcast. <laughs> thanks, so, thanks so much again, guys. It's been a fucking blast. <laughs>